TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. John Heyman's bringing up things from the past. Come on, John. Yep. And not the dude that tried to charge us to have him on the show? One of the many, yes. Yeah. One of the many. Jonah oh, Carey. Well, Jonah Carey. And they, well, I mean, Heyman used to get paid to go on next door. Carey asked for like $3,000 or something. It wasn't, Did I'm, he? I'm embellishing. He asked for a lot of money. For one hit? For 15 minutes, he asked us for a couple hundred bucks. Oh, really? It was Damn. during the World Series. <laughs> Damn. And well, I said no. Good work if you can find it. I'm like, yes. I don't know how I feel about that because at some point it's like, I'm sure these guys get, there's so many radio shows now mm-hmm. that these guys probably are just sick of it. And they're like, if someone's going to pay me, then I'll do it. If right. not, I don't need it. And he wrote a um, lengthy text message in probably eight seconds. So I think he had it ready on file. Ah. <laughs> like no one can type that fast. Yeah. Hmm. like to work and, something and, out. What was your response to him? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Go blank in a hat. Bro. Let me ask thinking. my boss for three hundred dollars to join us at eight twenty-five. Yeah. That's Talk what I was about thinking. the World Series yeah. rate. I, I know what my response was. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that because <laughs> Jonah. <laughs> what name is that? <laughs> Go get him, Jonah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna talk to him about that. Uh, last time there was a Twitter fight though, and we had a guy on right after it. We got shut down when I asked a question about it. Geo and Jones trivia. Do you remember this? Mm. Remember this? It was two NFL guys, and there was a Twitter beef between two of them. Prisco one of them? No, it was not. Ah. It was not. And we had one of the guys on, like, the next day, and I led with that question. And was it Brinson? No, it was not Brinson. I remember. You remember? You want yeah. to go with it? JLC. That's right. You got oh, that's right. JLC and, and Ian Rappaport. Ah, oh, that's right. Said, so keep your name ah. out. Wait, keep my my name. Keep my, my name, name out, out your, your mouth. mouth. Mm-hmm. You know you've been hanging out with the brothers when you used that one. <laughs> yeah. Keep my name out your mouth. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I said. You what, don't know me like that. said, what's going on, JLC, with this? So you want to talk some football or what? Like, <laughs> Damn. Like, you want to lighten up? Jeez. Damn. Don't get upset with us. We're on your team, JLC. Exactly. That's what I was hoping for. You play Quiet Riot when you come on the show. <laughs> you want to talk some football or what? Yeah. No, we want to talk about the Twitter fight. I'm actually, I, kind, I, mean, I kind of want to talk some football. I'd rather talk about you hating Ian Rappaport because that's interesting yeah, to me. I don't get into Twitter fights anymore. You don't? I, I'm a better man. <laughs> How many days has the it be- been? <laughs> the Better Man Show, baby. That's what it's about. <laughs> uh, wean, wean yourself off of Twitter. Oh, really? <laughs> Is that what you're doing? No. I, oh, I was going to say. I was going to say, good for you. That'd be great. I haven't seen a Trump fight for you in a long time. Oh, no, no. I'm done with the grand birther. If I, you'd I like think. to argue with Brian about Trump at Jones and Famo, and we'll see how much of a better man he is. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Go after him right now at J O. Why are you doing this? You're not helping me become I wanna, a better yes, man. Yes, I am, because I'm testing you. I'm testing your metal, Jones. No, don't test my metal. Just watch the Better Man show. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see if you can practice what you preach. We're here to make sports talk radio great again. Boy, yo, suckered me with that one. You damn dogs. 
Mikey. Happy Inauguration Day from your friends at CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> if people don't know the history of that audio, we convinced Brian that the boss asked us to read these liners on Inauguration <laughs> Day. Dog, <laughs> and he just he just plowed right I through. I do him. as I'm told. I'm turn the page with us, Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Page with us. You actually read that. You were so angry that day you came in and read those liners like nothing. We're making sports talk radio great again. I wasn't in my right mind. From DC to online, we have you covered at CBSSportsRadio.com. Hey. hey, little Trumpkin, stop. Get sworn into the best of the best at GOandJones.com slash audio. Audio. Audio, adios, Grand Bertha. I forget how funny some of these things were. It's not funny. (laughs) Oh, it was hilarious. And I thought you were gonna just throw a fit. That's what I thought was gonna happen. You, I'm not reading this stuff. Are you kidding me? Turn the page with us. And you were so nice reading those things. You even did it a second time. You're like, you know, the first time through wasn't that good. Can I do it again for you guys? And you did. Turn the page with us, Gio and Jones, on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> I wonder what we could have gotten away with now. <laughs> yeah, and that, state, right. that that was a rough one. <laughs> Probably anything. <laughs> the White House is white again. <laughs> I'm Brian Jones. Audio. <laughs> you know, very white. <laughs> <laughs> Be a listener, just like Steve Bannon. <laughs> We're here to make sports talk radio great again. Only on CBS Sports Radio. You would have read anything. Oh my goodness! All right, so I'm baiting. You're not taking a bait. This no, time. I'm done with you. Only on CBS Sports Radio. You can uh, you can try to get him going at the Jones and Famo. See if you can do what I uh, couldn't accomplish. Uh, boy, X. X-Ray Lenny said, Gio trying to make Brian great again. Yes, you are. <laughs> yep. No, he's trying to bring me down, Lenny. That's right. I'm not falling for it. Oh, so basketball, still a topic, which is incredible. Unreal. Derek Rose signing that oh. one-year deal with the Cavaliers, which sparks more speculation about everything. So Derek Rose being the point guard that he is, having the history that he's had, signing a one-year deal with Kyrie Irving and the rumors surrounding that, people think that Derek Rose would be the Kyrie Irving replacement. No, he could not. He's not. Listen, he had a decent year last year for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But Derek Rose being with the Cavaliers, that's that other playmaker that LeBron was talking about last year that they tried to get in Darren Williams. Right. If they end up trading away Kyrie Irving and Derrick Rose is the point guard, I know that Derrick Rose is a little bit more of a facilitator than Kyrie can be at times, but that is a massive downgrade. And I don't think that that is a stretch at all. Uh, Derrick Rose, there was a, a period last year where he was just a, a really good score, a really good player uh, for the Knicks. But it would still be a massive downgrade for them if he ends up starting every day because you also don't know what the hell is going to happen with him. This is a guy who went AWOL for a game. He's also someone <laughs> with the injury history. We know all about this. So him with Kyrie on that team, that's an upgrade. There's an upgrade right. from last year. Him without Kyrie, huge downgrade. Right. You can't expect Derrick Rose to come in and, and post 30 or 40 points on an opponent and do it in consecutive nights. That's something Kyrie Irving is capable of doing. We've seen him do it. 
And, and so uh, you're right. There is going to be a significant downgrade from a scoring potential. Uh, but as far as getting the ball and getting everyone else involved, uh, he, he's perfect for, for that role. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to leave a lot to be desired in the scoring department. So Carmelo Anthony's been rumored to go to the Rockets. I saw some tweet from a guy I'd never heard of saying that his sources said that uh, Carmelo Anthony was going to be a member of the Rockets this week. I don't believe it, even though it was a verified account of some guy. I don't believe it. And now Oklahoma City apparently is rumored to be interested as well. So the Thunder have emerged at this point to try to get Carmelo. And I really do think that the Knicks can take advantage of this situation. I, I really, I never thought that they had any sort of leverage in this, but because everybody's trying to accumulate as many stars as they can, mm-hmm. and Carmelo's one of the ones that's left that could be on the move, people are saying, well, having him is better than not having him. So even if it's not Carmelo from 10 years ago, it's still going to be better than what we have, and it's a big name. We're putting big stars together, and this is what everybody does. So the Knicks have to pit a couple teams against one another, and I like the fact now that the Thunder are involved because we know how interested the Rockets are. This could end up being a good thing for the Knicks, and maybe they get a hell of a lot more for Carmelo Anthony than we ever thought. So what will they get in in return? And and are they going to be in rebuilding mode? Or are they going to be able to get some stars or maybe not a star as bright as a Carmelo or Paul George or Jimmy Butler, but someone that can help them be competitive this season? Are they looking to build for down the road? Because I, I don't think Knicks fans want to wait till next season. They're looking at right now. They wow. haven't had anything to really cheer for in a while uh, other than Christoph Porzingis. So uh, what are you going to get in return? And, and can that affect change immediately? Yeah, I think that immediately is something that would be nice, and I understand the lack of patience. But if Carmelo goes, you're getting younger. You've got expiring contracts. Mm-hmm. You got another first round draft choice. You haven't traded any. You haven't traded away any more picks. If all those things are happening, I think Knicks fans will be happy in in the short term. Okay. Uh, if you get Kyrie Irving, yeah, I mean that would be amazing in the short term and in the long term. There you uh, go but, again, man. Let it go. But I, go. I do I, I do think that they'll be they'll be okay with if if Carmelo goes and they don't get or, an impact right. player right away. If everyone feels as you feel in in which your main goal is to all right, get rid of Carmelo Anthony. As long as he's gone, I'm happy for the short term. Now Let's develop and grow as a team moving forward. And the fact that we've gotten rid of Carmelo Anthony, that's going to help this rock, this uh, Knicks team in the long term. Yeah. That's I, where you sit. So you're, you're fine if there's some hurdles here and there. Long as we've gotten rid of Phil Jackson, now there's no oh, longer Carmelo Anthony on oh, this the roster. the purge. Oh, yes. Hit me with the purge. I love it. Both <laughs> it of them the gone. <laughs> Both of them gone. Oh, that would be amazing. I mean, it'd be like, you know, the lifting that backpack full of rocks off of your back and putting it down, being free, spreading your wings and flying away. That would be amazing. <laughs> and just go with the as many tough names to pronounce as possible. That's what I said. That's the team I want. I want Kuzminskis, Porzingis, Nalikina. I want all these guys from all these different countries and then just have them go at it. And then they'll turn into a, a good team eventually and you get a – a decent free agent here, there, another draft choice. Build that way. That's what you got to do. Okay. Not with Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Damian Lillard was on with Writer Than You last night with yeah. Bill Writer right here on CBS Sports Radio. He ain't writer than me. And 
he, he uh, for such a nice guy, it's a very condescending name to a show. Ever notice yeah. that? Guy's yeah. a really nice guy, but he's mm-hmm. got a very uh, condescending uh, tone to this show. But anyway, so uh, Damian Lillard was saying that free agents, they owe the fans an explanation of why they're leaving. you got to communicate more with your fan base. Well, you owe your teammates first because those are the guys that you spend the most time around. Uh, that you have relationships with uh, more so than anybody else, and also the fans because they they are part of your team. Uh, they're the people that come and cheer for you and support you as much as anybody. So I think those are the um, the two groups of people that you owe the truth. You know, you, they deserve to know the truth and where you stand and and what your plans are. And that's a tough thing to do when you're in the process of trying to figure out where you're going. Now, once it happens then you can be honest about why you left. But if you're someone that's in the middle of making a free agent decision or you're someone that's in the middle of thinking about waiving a no-trade clause and you come out and say to your fans or your teammates, well, the teammates is different because that could stay behind closed doors. But if you go out and, like, publicly start talking about why you want out, I mean, that's easier said than done. And when is it ever confusing? Usually, <laughs> right. usually we all know yeah. without the player having yeah. to say it. So those right. are the two things that I would uh, – my rebuttal to uh, Damian Lillard. And you're not obligated to go out and do that. It, it's a, is it a nice gesture? You spent your entire career in one organization and then you decide to take your ball and, and play elsewhere? It's a nice gesture. Say, hey, thanks for the time. I've enjoyed playing here. Thanks for the support. But I'm going to go over to this other arena and, and organization for the time being. And so – yeah, and, and it's also, it, it's part of the business. I don't hear you know owners come out or GMs come out and say, well, we'll thank homeboy for his service, but we're, we're going to release him or we're not going to pick up his option. You never hear that. So why is the player obligated to, to go out and, and, and share his thoughts about a particular uh, team when he's decided to move on? Yeah, and it's funny because Damian Lillard has been openly campaigning for Carmelo Anthony right. to go to Portland, and he's saying he's got <laughs> to explain to Before you leave, Carmelo, yeah. make sure. <laughs> you, explain you want an to explanation, your, G? Your teammates and fans, right. <laughs> I know. I mean, oh, come on. <laughs> it's just see, it's a nice thing to say to get people on your side, but he better hope he doesn't leave somewhere in a cloud of dust now mm-hmm. because then that soundbite will come back and, and haunt him. And, and it's not like Pete, like Kevin Durant had to explain to. I mean, he did actually, I think, in the Players Tribune thing. But he had to explain why he was leaving. He was no. leaving because he wanted to go to a better right. team and win a championship. It was obvious, wasn't it? The guys Let's who see. signed for more money, they leave because yeah. of the money. Yeah, uh, can't beat them, join them. Yeah, one of those. Give me an explanation. You go on. Now, Lucky Whitehead deserves an explanation. <laughs> Let's see. Here we go again with a this real guy. one. Man, I tell you, a real explanation. Cowboys, come on, you're better than that. Whoever this person is who stole $200 from a Wawa and then convinced the cops <laughs> that he was lucky whitehead, Cowboys wide receiver, that guy's a genius. Yeah, find that guy. And those cops must be dopes. <laughs> Wait, this dude plays with the Cowboys? Maybe they were Redskins fans. Mm. That's why they believed it. Mm. Mm. Conspiracy. Ah. That's it. They, they like Bugatti. Redskins fans. Like the wrong team. Yeah. Coming up next, a bogish update and Jim Bowden. On Geo and Jones. Keep it right here. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. It's the latest on designer coming on the Come show. Come on, man. You knew it was coming. Come on, dude. 
you probably tell Pete, don't play this rejoin because they're going to ask me about designer. Tripping, man. Oh, I don't care. You can play designer. They're not responding. What? It's amazing that they will. I mean, it's not like designer is that big. He is. He ain't Tiffany. (laughs) It's a great point. (laughs) We can't even get friggin' Tiffany on the air. Going to get anybody with a song that's on a radio. They're not responding. Gosh. Who was responding previously? In in regards to designer, oh, there's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> in regards to designer, I just don't understand your question. Or other guests. Designer. Oh, this PR woman. I don't remember her name off the top of my head. I can look it up for you if you'd like. We got to get some sort of musical guest on. Just anybody. We'll get Kenny G anytime you want. Uh. <laughs> No. Look at your designer, man. You tell that woman to pick up the phone and return your call. Think this what is it. obscure musical guest that's gettable can we have on the show? Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. Of Huey Lewis in the news, I want a new drug. We need Snoop, man. Get Snoop. Well, that's they said not... when designer's tour was over, and it's still going on for a couple more weeks. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, okay. that makes so, sense. So, I mean, that's what they originally said. That makes sense. All right, then. That's all that's you had okay. to say, homie. We got to make up for this drought, though. We got to do yeah. something. We got to get somebody on. Somebody big. <laughs> Even if it's not big. After this Tiffany thing, we've been reeling here. 80s pop icon We had Bugatti Casino on earlier in the week. Wasn't, that wasn't really music. Get Taylor Dane, man. Taylor Dane. What about like the fifth new kid, the Danny, Danny Long? <laughs> yeah, there was there was a fifth one. There's five, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about one of the dudes from Flock of Seagulls? How about that, mm. Boy George? Mm. Trying to think of other '80s icon. Boy George was just on Celebrity Apprentice, I believe. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Oh mm. yeah, she's from around here, right? Doesn't yeah, she live in New York? I believe so. Yeah, get mm. her on. Perform the best national anthem I've seen in person before a Met playoff game. Yeah? Just her snapping her fingers. It was amazing. Did she sing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Snapping her fingers All to right. keep the beat. Oh, I thought she just did the <laughs> no, national she... anthem by snapping her fingers. Can you see? <laughs> 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 That's an affront to the flag and the national anthem. Well, she said it. She said the best national anthem I've ever heard performed live. She was just her snapping her fingers. Oh, man. So I thought. She just went up there. It's like, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and then there's a dude that like paints while the anthem. Oh, so yeah. I mean, I guess snapping her fingers would at least I've be seen musical. That. Yeah, I've he actually Gallagher? Yeah, he paints. It's like Gallagher, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no, he smashes water. Oh, wow. No, the guy that. No, I've seen one of those guys. Yeah, they does a nice painting while the national anthem's going on. All right, bogus. Get one of the pips, man. You get one to pips. Not the one he slept with. <laughs> I can't believe you dummies thought they were women. You dummies. I, th- I mean, pips. Pips. I know. It's, what is it, Gladys Knight and the pips? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just thought the pips were like the Supremes were all women. I just thought yeah. they were all women. <laughs> That's your curveball, not ours. Yeah. Seriously. What? Yeah. Glad you're the only the two knuckleheads that thought the pips were That's not women. True. That is true. And you're the only two knuckleheads that believe Lucky Whitehead. <laughs> I'm on that team, proudly. Uh, speaking of which, Lucky's agent says the Cowboy receiver was not in Prince William County, Virginia, in the, in the early morning hours of June 22nd. But where was Whitehead last mm. Thursday night when someone ruined 
An otherwise magical evening for Tiffany. Whitehead's camp says the June incident is a case of mistaken identity. <laughs> I didn't steal a convenience store. Rob Whitehead, Rob Tiffany. I'm not just connecting dots like the journalist that I am. Whitehead's Damn. camp says the June I'm to help you, Lucky. is a case of mistaken identity. It all came together and it was Bugatti. I ain't steal no Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany ain't had nothing to steal. They ain't made no money since 82. Schwartz busts in the door wearing a cape. Don't, don't worry, Tiffany. Like I'm the, here to like save the, the day. The Tiffany. Man yeah, right. through the wall. Breaks through the wall. I'll get your stuff back, <laughs> Tiffany. If you buy me five chicken tenders. Me and Paul Rabel. I, I ain't stole no doubt. Tiffany. <laughs> oh, lacrosse fi- crime fighters. <laughs> They're knocking out the bad guy. Uh-huh. With their sticks, uh, so the the Whitehead camp has flight records to seem to show that Lucky was in Dallas when this incident occurred in Thank Virginia. You. Whitehead did not arrive in the D.C. area until later that morning. He never knew of the summons, which explains why he missed a July sixth court date. The Cowboys, though, appear to agree with Greg and have cut Whitehead. There's a fat man dunking on her TV. And That's our boy, Spice and, Adams. No, he is. Look at him. He's a social media superstar. <laughs> Spice Adams. The Broncos have signed John Elway to an extension through the 2021 season. That should make him the highest paid GM in the NFL. Andrew Luck starts cold training camp on the PUP list as he works back from offseason shoulder surgery. And free agent QB Robert Griffin III scheduled to work out for the Chargers today. The Cavaliers yet to officially announce their signing of free agent point guard Derek Rose, but LeBron has confirmed it with this tweet, and I quote, Rose emoji, Rose emoji, Rose emoji, Rose emoji, Rose emoji, let's rock G, end mm. quote. What is official mm. in Cleveland, 34-year-old Kobe Altman is the full-time GM after serving as the interim following David Griffin's ouster. It remains tight atop the AL Central this morning. And Moose gets under it, hits it high to right. Will it carry out? Back it goes. It is gone! Back to back in the 12th! From Mike Moustakis and Salvador Perez, that was Ryan Lefevre on Royals Radio KC. It's six straight win, 5-3 in 12 in Detroit to stay a game and a half behind Cleveland who won its fourth straight 6-2 over the Reds. KC also made a trade yesterday, getting starter Trevor Cahill and reliever Brandon Maurer in a six-player swap with San Diego. Seattle shut out Boston 4-0. Same funnel, the Marlins over the Rangers in Texas. Two homers for Giancarlo Stanton, tying him with Aaron Judge for the MLB lead with 32 long balls. The Astros thumped the Phillies 13-4. Arizona hammered Atlanta 10-2, and the Cardinals down the Rockies 8-2. And the Dodgers snuck past the Twins 6-4 and Cody Bellinger's three-run shot bottom eight hours after Cleeton Kershaw went on the DL with a lower back strain. The team has not set a timetable for his return, while Fox Sports reports Kershaw would miss four to six weeks. Guys? All right, thanks, Bogus. Joining us right now to talk some baseball is Jim Bowden, former MLB GM and executive and now working for MLB Radio. Jim, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? My pleasure. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for joining us early in the morning. Are you and John Heyman okay after your Twitter spat, or is that something that's still uh, hot and heavy? <laughs> yeah, no, it was actually kind of interesting. So what happened was I was on the air Sunday morning on the front office show, and I was talking about the report that was out there by John Heyman saying that the Yankees had kicked the tires. In fact, I had credited him. I said there's a report that by uh, John Heyman and MLB.com that – um, 
that the truth was that the Yankees were working on a deal. Well, while that happened, one of the GMs texted me and said, not true, fake news, false, <laughs> nothing to it, wrong. <laughs> so while I'm on the air, I say on the air, uh, you know what, this information is wrong, it's being corrected. One of the GMs just is texting me right now saying that it's fake news. And so that's what happened, and then all of a sudden he did whatever he thought he wanted to do at that point. But, you know, the way I've always viewed it and the way I've covered the game is from the GM's eyes. On behalf of the GM's, that's kind of my niche here. And so when one of them calls me and tells me something, none of them have ever lied to me since I've been doing this side of the work. And so when I got that report, that's what I did. And then he chose to respond the way he chose to respond. That's on him. So was that your first Twitter spat? (laughs) No, shoot, no. Are you kidding? <laughs> I've been on Twitter since 09, dude. No. I was kind of with you on this one. I've kind of soured on Heyman over the years. I don't know. He's just, he just was bothering me with this whole deal. Why do you keep calling, why do you keep calling you Ralph? Yeah, well, it, many years ago, um, I was, it was at the trade deadline, and um, my account was hacked. My Twitter account was hacked. Okay. Before, before we figured out how to fix those things so okay. that people can't hack it. I was hacked, and the person that hacked it, I guess, was Ralph. <laughs> and so it came out there, so ever since then, I was nicknamed Ralph. Oh, okay. I got Ralph you. says so-and-so <laughs> is going to Boston. <laughs> well, I have to say, Jim, it would have been a hell of a lot more interesting if John was right about this. You weren't right, and the Yankees <laughs> were kicking the tires on John Carlos Stanton. What are they kicking the tires on uh, if they're not with Stanton? You know, I keep hearing Sonny Gray and Yonder Alonso, that that's kind of been what the target is left for them. You know, Brian Cashman is usually out there thinking involved on everything. Um, but a starting pitcher, obviously, I think is the number one priority. The problem is there's not a lot of options out there right now. I know he's kicked the tires on New Darvish. Verlander and Gray are the three. Alonso would be a nice fit at first base, even though they just moved Chase Headley over to first picked up Jonathan Cooper from Milwaukee. They're kind of platooning at first while Todd Frazier takes over third. But if they could find a way to get both Sonny Gray and Yonder Alonso, I think that certainly would fill two big needs in one quick swoop. So I think that's the one that makes the most sense. But I I don't think there's any doubt. Anyone that watches the Yankees knows the number one need is getting number two type starting pitcher. Yeah, that is true. Now here's the conundrum because the Yankees have changed their approach last couple of years, especially last year, they've been building through their farm system, and they've got a pretty stellar farm system, and they just made a trade and gave up a, a, an outfielder, a couple outfielders. Now they still have plenty left down in, in Scranton and elsewhere in Trenton. Now, so do you, go, do you continue with the build through our, our farm system, or do you jettison some of those guys to bring in a vet and bring in that starting pitching? Uh, both is the answer. That's what Brian Cashman tells me all the time. They're working on both. Um, you know, what they liked about the, the deal with the White Sox you're referring to, and it was painful to trade Blake Rutherford first mm-hmm. round pick a year ago. He's only 20 years old, left-handed hitter. But the fact of the matter is when you have Aaron Judge and Clint Frazier and Aaron Hicks and Gardner at the big league level and other outfield prospects, by the way, they felt like Rutherford was the furthest away. They They weren't sure how much power he was going to have. And so to be able to get two relievers the quality of Robertson and Canely as well as a 30 home run bat with Frazier 
kind of a no-brainer. At the same time, they didn't give up any of their top five elite prospects. Um, so as they go forward, you know, when I asked Brian the, the question about that, you know, I get the sense that you're not going to see him trade Glaber Torres or Clint Frazier. Um, I get the feeling that even though James Caprillion is coming back from Tommy John, I get the feeling he's going nowhere either. But if they can work a package, let's just say Chance Adams, Miguel Andujar, and Mateo, to be able to get Gray, Alonzo, and one other, I think they're open to doing a deal like that. I mean, remember, if you keep Torres and Gregorius and Castro, well, Mateo could be a top prospect that could be available to bring back a pitcher like Sonny Gray. So one of the great things the Yankees have done is build depth in prospects so that they have multiple prospects at each position, which makes it a lot easier to make trades like this. Yeah, and, and Jim, if you would walk us through the, the Rule 5 draft, because you have to protect these guys on the 40-man roster, if I'm correct, if they have over four years of service in your minor leagues or else someone else can come and, and pluck them. So how arduous of a task is that, trying to protect some of this talent that you've amassed, but they've got those four years of service. I think it used to be three, now it's four years of service in your minor leagues, and so you can't protect everyone. Yeah, that's a great point. So what, in theory, let's just do it this way. When your system gets deep enough and you're past 15 really good prospects, then it becomes a problem. So you know you got your 25 guys on the 25-man roster, and then the 40 roster allows you 15 more guys. Uh, however, once you, once you have more than 15 good prospects to protect at that point, that's when it gets difficult, and that's when you tend to see GMs making two-for-one or three-for-one type of deals to get under that problem because certainly when you build a strong system like Houston has, the Dodgers have, or the Yankees in this example has, uh, you know, it, it allows you to make those multiple player prospect deals to get elite players. Gio and Jones with Jim Bowden on CBS Sports Radio, former MLB GM, now working for MLB Radio. Do you expect the Dodgers to react to the Kershaw news or they're just in such a good place that they're going to wait for him to come back and hope for the best? Well, I think they were looking for a right-handed starter anyway, so I don't think that this particular injury is going to change the plan. I think the initial report back on Kershaw is it's muscular and not um, structural, so it doesn't look like it's a herniated disc like he went through last year. And so it's possible three to four weeks he's back on the mound. So I, I don't think it's going to change the plan because I think no matter how you view this, they think he'll be ready to go for sure, by the playoffs in the postseason. That being said, knowing your top three starters are left-handed with Wood and Hill joining Kershaw, you'd like to get a right-handed starter uh, in the rotation there. You certainly have a history of injury with Rich Hill's blisters and Brandon McCarthy, who's on and off the DL as, as much as any player in the game right now. I, I think to have one more starter would make them feel more comfortable. Um, if they're not able to accomplish that, I think you'll see them get a left-handed reliever, either Zach Britton of the Orioles or Justin Wilson of the Tigers or Brad Hand of the Padres to try to bolster the seventh inning and shorten the game a little bit that way. Uh, but I do not think the injury to Kershaw is going to make them uh, do a bad deal. That's not Andrew Friedman's DNA. He's not the kind of GM that's going to walk out there and trade his top prospects. The reason the Dodgers are where they are is he did not trade Corey Seager. He did not trade Cody Bellinger when they came asking. I don't see him going to change that plan. So, for an example, if I'm the Rangers and have you Darvish, I'm going to offer you Darvish for Walker Bueller in a package. 
I don't think I don't think I don't think there's a chance that Andrew Friedman says yes to that. I think he holds on to Bueller just like he did Seeger and just like he did Bellinger. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. The good news about the Dodgers is like the Yankees, their farm system is deep, it's loaded, and they can still make deals without trading the elite prospect in the system. Uh, Jim, we've seen the Cubs uh, really reemerge here since the uh, All Star break. One, they've won eight out of the last ten. Uh, what has been the reason why? Well, I think those at Katana trade certainly changed a lot. Not only did they give them another solid star, but it changed the energy, I think, in the clubhouse uh, immediately after that. And then all of a sudden, John Lester started throwing extremely well. He's been great since the break. Remember, this team is really underachieving. I mean, most of their hitters are hitting 260, 270. John Jay's the only hitter over 300 right now at this point. Um, those are statistics that are going to be waiting to be corrected here. Uh, this team is way better than the way they played. I mean, both the Cubs and Indians should run away with their divisions. Uh, it's been interesting the first half of the year. I think it's going to change in August and September. Um, but the other thing that I think is interesting is they got Hendricks back uh, off the DL. He pitched okay last night. Um, so that that's a positive sign for them going forward. And Theo's not done dealing. I mean, we understand that he's been on the phone with Al Avila, the GM of the Tigers, trying to work a Justin Verlander trade. So it'll be interesting to see if he goes out and gets another one. But I, I'm really not concerned about the Cubs. Um, I think the fact that the entire lineup basically has slumped in the first three months of the season is going to be an advantage because usually over 162 games, the baseball cards end up the way they're supposed to be. And if that's the case, the Cubs are looking forward to two really fun months. There was a story recently that came from the Boston Red Sox charter plane where David Price got in the face of Dennis Eckersley because Eckersley does the TV postgame show and is critical of players, including Price. Uh, in, in your experiences, have players become more or less sensitive to criticism over the years, or is it somewhat similar in the years you've been around baseball? Well, the criticism I've always heard. I've never not heard that. Um, players are sensitive. The wives, the wives listen on the radio and TV, tell their husbands. They get upset. So I've heard that all the time. The unprofessionalism of the confrontation between David Price and Dennis Eckersley is not something you see very often. The few times I saw it, I got rid of the player. Uh, but granted, it's a little bit different when the player doing it is making $200 million dollars and and is your star one of your star prizes? So that makes it kind of unique. You know, hearing the story uh, really is embarrassing for David Price. I hope there, there's no truth to it, but it, it does concern me that David Price hasn't had a press conference uh, to say that it's not true. I'm I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been an apology to Dennis Eckersley publicly. I'm surprised that John Farrell and Dave Dombrowski haven't gotten involved in this thing um, at all. I mean, this happened a month ago, and Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe did a good job of reporting on it. But it, but if this is, is accurate, this is just a shame. I mean, it, and it doesn't sound like David Price to me. I've known David Price since the day he was pitching for Vanderbilt at the University of Kentucky, and I, and I put on my scouting report that, uh, he, that he reminds me of Andy Pettit. And I was wrong because he's going to be better than Andy Pettit over his career. But I, I just watching this kid, his agent Bo McKinnis is a great guy, and this does not sound like his character. But that kind of behavior is unacceptable, and I'm just not – I'm kind of uh, not understanding why something hasn't been done on behalf of the Red Sox front office and David Price to apologize to Dennis Eckersley, who, no matter what you think of him, he's a really good analyst. He's very professional in what he does. He calls it the way he sees it. He gets paid to do what he's doing. It's just I just really don't understand um, this whole situation at all. Well, listen here, Ralph. 
<laughs> David Price will not be better than Andy Pettit, okay? Andy Pettit is one of the best postseason pitchers ever, ever. Yeah, there's no doubt. And David Price certainly has not done that yet in his career. But I say yet because we all know he's got the potential of being that. Uh, but David Price is building himself a pretty impressive career as well, just like Andy Pettit did. On, on a serious note, what would be would excuse me? What would be your approach with a play if they are having issues with your team's announcers or any broadcast or journalist out there? What would you tell them? Well, I mean, the the first thing is you can't have those kind of events on a team plane or a team mm-hmm. bus. Mm-hmm. That cannot happen. And you can't bully anybody, and you can't get your teammates together to bully anybody. I don't care if it's a broadcaster, a player, or a coach, a bat boy, or a hot dog vendor. That That's just not... You know, acceptable. So there's you got to have the conversation directly with the player if, in fact, this happened. Um, when it happens away, you know, you want situations to be one on one. I have no problem with a player confronting um, an analyst at all. Do it professionally. Do it one on one. Let David Price sit down with Dennis Eckersley and explain to him why he doesn't like what he's been saying and why he thinks it's unfair and unjust. Mm-hmm. And like men, look each other in the eye and handle it. Go forward. That's the way to do it. Screaming at people to say "get the f out of here" and doing it in front of teammates who are clapping—that you know—that's not the way I want anyone to handle it in an elementary school, or junior high, or high school, let alone a major league playing. I like Ralph again. <laughs> I like him now. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all it took. Yep. Hey, Jim, thanks for the time. I really enjoyed the conversation. We appreciate My it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Jim Bowden, analyst and host for MLB Radio, former Major League Baseball general manager, and executive, and a man who's very passionate about the David Price story. I yes, like and he's right. You don't. You don't act like that. You go and you talk, come on, X, what's up, dog? What'd I do wrong? And accuracy handled it correctly. He even put himself in that same position when he was admonishing David Price for not covering first base. He said, I've done it. Yeah. So why would you have a problem with that? The guy admits he's been there where you are. And in that Dan Shaughnessy article, Eckersley is not anytime soon going to be traveling with the team any longer because he's like, I don't need this crap. Thank you. These guys. Yeah. Come on. I mean, you got to be able to. If you get hired to do that job, you got to be able to do that job. What do you expect? They're Red Sox. I mean, come on. (laughs) Coming up next. What they do. The Cavalier is not the only problem for Dan Gilbert these days. Coming right back. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Dan Gilbert has a mess on his hands with the Cavaliers right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also had another PR nightmare when his company, Bedrock Detroit, Bedrock Real Estate, yep. their uh, Detroit division had a billboard that said, see Detroit like we do. Yeah. So, hmm. interesting phrase. Mm-hmm. What they were trying to go for was, hey, Detroit might have a certain reputation. Right. We don't see it that way. No. It's up and coming. We are rebuilding this once great city. This is the new Detroit. See it like we do here at Bedrock. But the problem was they had a picture with this billboard. Yeah. It wasn't just the words. Mm -mm. That picture. And in the picture, lots of white people. Yeah. So when the city is 82% black. What percentage? 82%. 82. 82% black. A lot of black folk. And then it's see Detroit like we do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's all white people. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Bedrock. Bedrock, come on. <laughs> come on, Bedrock. You see one every now and then. It's 82% of them. 
<laughs> Every now and then you you sneak up on one, don't you? I mean, at the car wash, maybe the gas station. This billboard is hilarious. There's a guy who's dressed as like I Napoleon. Don't, yeah, playing the trumpet. There's some other dude in the tank top. There's a happy white woman. A happy white she woman happy, holding she, a purse. She's clutching a purse, though. Right. She safe. must have saw one. You know what she is? She's safe. <laughs> and she she's feels a, safe. She's in a safe place. Right. Yeah. She's. A, she's <laughs> you know why? Because she saw Detroit like you do. Yeah, see it like... Not, not like it is. No. But see it like mm. we do. Where there's, oh, whole, where there's a bunch mm. of white people in the street playing instruments and smiling. They should have... Detroit done changed. That's the way we see it. You might see it a different way, but we see it just like this. Well, to his credit, he Dan came out Gilbert and, and say we stepped in it. Yeah, we, we 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 were wrong. We screwed up with this one. Yeah, he said the dumb campaign slogan has been killed. Yeah, and he, mm. although it uh, didn't intend to create the kind of feelings it did, the slogan yeah. statement using these graphics was tone deaf and yeah. poor taste. It yeah. does not reflect a single value of yeah. philosophy we stand for Mm-mm. at Bedrock Development. Nope. Cause we like black people. <laughs> Just not in our ads. Yeah, that should have been the we'll statement. We'll sell them some land, a house or two, but you can't be an advertisement. <laughs> That'd be funny if that was the statement. Sorry, we do like black people. My bad. <laughs> See Detroit? A new ad. See Detroit? We like black folk. <laughs> they should do another one. Where it's just, just black people. Black people. You know, told you we like them. See how dark Detroit can be. Yeah. Uh, did you see uh, episode one, no! of season three of Ballers? No, where you going? No, I did not. I haven't finished last oh, year. God. I still have those four episodes to finish. Oh my god! I know they're in Vegas, all right. <laughs> <laughs> They haven't gotten to Vegas yet, no. Oh, they're in L.A. then. It's a developing story. Oh, they're still in Miami. Yeah, Miami. Oh, not L.A. Miami Miami for Vegas. Well, they're not leaving yet. It's a developing story. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to watch it. Damn it. Jeez. Kind of busy. Kind of. You don't do anything now this time of year. You don't do anything. You're not doing anything. You don't have studying. Nothing. Studying. Over the past couple of months. I'm helping the kids out. Helping the kids out. Yes. Charity golf tournament yesterday. Then my charity tournament is coming up. Busy. Very, very time consuming to become a better man, I guess. It is very time consuming. This takes work. See the better man the way we do. <laughs> well, anyway. Let's, uh, let's go to Detroit. Omar, what's his name? Benson Miller, who plays Charles Green. He's going to yeah. join us in studio coming up in a couple weeks. Cool. cool. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.